BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Tribune Audio Network. And now, The Score. Upcoming Friday night football matchups and breakdowns from the previous week. Here's what's happening in the Quad Cities high school sports scene. Welcome to your score podcast, playoff edition for the Iowa side of the river. Matt Randazzo alongside Corey Cuffler, Celia Palermo, and the one and only Brian Stacking, breaking down the Iowa playoffs as we have six teams from our WQED viewing area looking to advance to round two of the playoffs. Which is more than we thought we were going to have. I mean, go, going into Friday, we thought maybe three. Yeah. Minneapolis with a big win on Friday. Absolutely. New London with a big win, and West Liberty, all with big wins, got yeah. them into the playoffs. So, and we'll talk about some of those as we talk about these teams because a lot of them had to go on the road. All three of them had to go on the road and get a big victory to get into the playoffs. They did that. That'll give them plenty of momentum going throughout the rest of the season. Um, we're also counting how many times my voice cracks throughout this uh, podcast, uh, dealing with my first cold of the Only year. Only 32 so. in the Illinois one. Yeah, the lucky <laughs> part is that when it comes to, especially the Iowa side of the river, Brian Stacking is here to talk a lot. So I'm here just to kind of toss it up to you, stockpile, facilitate, and you just hammer it home. So. I think the reason you had the cold is because you waited till you stayed up to watch the you waited to stay up till they revealed the brackets, which was at three thirty in the morning on no, Saturday. The, the reason Good I have a cold, great. the reason I have a cold is I have four kids that don't share their toys, but they share every sickness they get with me. So, um, thanks, boys. Yeah, we appreciate that, yeah. guys, because they're listening. Um, so we'll start hey, for This is how they put them to bed at night, isn't yeah, it? it is. playing the podcast. It would work very, very well. Um, we'll start in for a Bettendorf back in the postseason, but the first time in a long time, Bettendorf without a first round home playoff game. I like the draw that Bettendorf got here in the first round. They go on the road to Linmar. Linmar six and three in the season. They're your district champion, so that's why they host. They're the 13th seed. They still host, though, being the district champion. They lost the last game of the season to Pleasant Valley just last Friday. I think it's a very, very winnable game for the Bettendorf Bulldogs. Yeah, for Bettendorf, you could have asked for a better first-round draw because Linmar is not that strong of a team. When you look at uh, the that dr- district, they were the only team from the district to get in. When they beat North, North threw three, tur- threw three interceptions, so that's how Linmar beat North. Uh, Limar got uh, taken apart by PV. PV played them hard, played them well, and uh, they stymied Marcus Orr. He had 295 yards passing with three touchdowns, but they stymied him from, they let him get from the 20 to the 20, but once they got inside that red zone, uh, Linmar sort of struggled. Would that be your bend but don't break type of defense? Bend but don't break, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, if I'm the Bulldogs, I'm excited about this one because obviously your road to the dome is not easy. But this first-round game, you're like, all right, I, I like this first-round game, especially with all the weapons and the tools that they have. Yeah, if you're not going to get a first-round game, to be able to go on the road to a Linmar team that's not a, a storied football power and, and to, to, to play a team that you've had similar opponents with and, and you've beat, you beat Pleasant Valley the first game of the year, 
Um, they just got done losing to them. So there's there's factors out there that, that, that look good for Bettendorf. Bettendorf has just two losses in the season. Those two losses, if you look at this, this bracket and you see both of them on there, Cedar Rapids is obviously one of the losses they had throughout the season, and then Kennedy is the five seed, and they're one of the other losses. So their two losses are to two teams with a combined 17-1 and one record. So and, and two close games, one of them on the road, one of them at home. And, and there's that second-round matchup. So we don't want to put the, the cart ahead of the horse, but Cedar Falls looms out there as a, as a possible rematch. That game would be at Cedar Falls this time around. But Bettendorf, with a chance to, if they want to win a state championship, they, get a, they have a chance to get some revenge as they go along, and it'd be a, an early one. We don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. But Linmar is a very winnable game for the Bettendorf Bulldogs. Celia's got some numbers on uh, Harrison Bay Bowie here. Drop it on us. Gosh, this is, he's insane. Um, more than 1,300 yards, 23 TDs on 133 carries. He's averaging a little more than 10 yards per carry. <laughs> Those good. numbers from that kid, I mean, you got to lean on him, obviously, um, in a game like this, and he's putting up some impressive numbers along the way. According to the Twitter, if you will. <laughs> the tweeter. The tweeter. The IAHSAA football rankings have him ranked as the number one running back in the state. And they do all classes with this. So he yeah. is the number yeah. one running back in the state. And he leads the number two by nine touchdowns and like 500-something yards. No, 20. No. There's, another oh, kid wow. about, there's another kid who has 20. Oh, but but still, but I think that goes by yards more still. than anything. But, yeah, yeah, he's been unbelievable. He's been definitely the catalyst for this team. I know on Friday night he grabbed the ball like third or fourth play and went 65 yards, and he gets in the open field. He is tough to stop. It, I think Bettendorf's the favorite going into the first-round game. Would, would you agree with me, Stockpile? Yes. But it's weird to see Bettendorf on the road and not not that team that's going to make it to the Dome. I mean, it's usually almost a four a, 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 a four foregone conclusion that Bettendorf's going to go to the Dome. It's just who they're going to play when they get there. This it, Bettendorf isn't isn't the, the, the favorite, and that's a different role for the Bulldogs, and I think it's one that they're going to embrace. It's kind of been them against the world all, all, all season, and I think that's right. the way it is going into the playoffs where they're going to have to go on the road twice, most likely, unless Dubuque Sr. can can pull a big upset in round, in round one against Cedar Falls, but Bettendorf has that chip on their shoulder, and, and I, I think it's a good football team that's barely lost two games, and they're going to play really well, especially round one. Bettendorf could get to uh, be almost like a, the second uh, home their second home could be the dome because if they put I, would, it, I would say they consider that already well if they if they win and Cedar Falls <laughs> wins the second the elite the quarterfinal game would be in the uni dome because that's home that's for Cedar, Cedar, Falls, Cedar plays. Falls plays right then the state semis and the state final are in the uni dome so if bet North would win a state title their three of their four wins would be in the uni dome yeah, and that Cedar Falls game is one that probably they're looking at. I know you don't want to look ahead in the playoffs, but if if they win, which I anticipate they're going to win on Friday night, um, that Cedar Falls game was a really good game in week two, and it's a game that Bettendorf would want to get back. And if you look at Bettendorf in the playoffs, they are one of the most tradition-rich schools, not in the, just in the area, in the state. They, have, they will be playing in their 96th playoff game all time and that's since they first made the playoffs in 1980 they are 69 and 26 in the playoffs in this decade alone they have made the quarterfinals and the semifinals seven times yeah so if they get to the quarterfinals in this decade they get to the semis yeah that's the, a pretty neat the only trick. team that has a uh, better record come playoff time as far as 
winning titles and, and things of that nature would be Dowling at this point. So they're they're one two as top teams in the state in all time. Um, they we we've mentioned the two losses. Their last two weeks, and and this is no disrespect to the the Davenport Public Schools, so don't don't take it this way, Stackpile. But they've got a chance to right the ship, and 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 I think they're ready to play. A, a competitive football game. I mean, they, they've they've had two easy victories against West and Central in back-to-back weeks, and I think it's given them a chance to, to rest up, to heal up, to get injuries to where they're supposed to be. I think they're ready to go out and play somebody once again, and, and they're going to get a chance to do that against Lindmar Stackpile. I'm, I'm not being mean. I'm just they, the way it is. Bettner's had two competitive games this season, period. They've lost both of them. And they've lost both of them, 35-32 to I Cedar would, Falls. I would call, and not to... Not to pull a stockpile and correct you, but I would say that Pleasant Valley, the first week of the year, I know it was 20 to 6, 20 to I think six was but the it was final. probably closer than it was, yeah, than it felt, was it number felt wise. closer, and Pleasant Valley was in it, but I, I understand what you're saying. Those two games were, were the, the two games this year, and that, that's about, been about it. Yeah, those are the only two games that they were challenged anyway, yeah, yeah. and uh, they lost both of those games, so that's something that uh, they want to fix. They, they want to prove that, alright, yeah, we may have got beaten those games, but we're better than those two games. I mean, you're a three-point loss to Cedar Falls, that at home, that's a tough one, and then you go on the road and lose to uh, Kennedy. I a think game by ten, twenty eight to ten. Yeah, they, they were leading that, and a game they led at halftime, twelve right. nothing. Right. So, the key for Bet North in the playoffs and how far they advance is their quarterback Joe Byrne. If he plays well, like he did against Central, against Central, he had one hundred and forty yards passing and a touchdown. If he plays well, that takes pressure off of Bay Bowie. It means that you can't just put nine, ten guys in the box and dare them to beat you passing because they can beat you passing. But the crazy thing with Bettner is, is if he plays well, he is their key. If he does well, they win. If he struggles, it will be a struggle for them to advance. The, the crazy part for um, for Bettendorf is they teams have prepared for Harrison Baybuie all year. And they haven't stopped They're already doing that as, as is. And they have. that's what makes his season and what he's done even more special is because that's everybody's first checklist, stop Harrison Baybuie, and, and, and nobody can do it. So um, I, I feel really good that Bettendorf wins this football game on Friday. Oh, I, I agree. I know Cuff does. So yeah, are you going with the dogs on Friday? Yes. Wow. 31-14. Whew, I didn't even ask you for it. It's a big one. Did that just pop into your head? Yes. At least you're honest about it. Let's move on to 3A because 3A, um, the state of Iowa did North Scott no favors. Nope. Um, no. They they win a district championship. They beat Assumption last Thursday to do that. And and I think uh, maybe it was cost or somebody put on like it's the quadrant of death. I mean, you yeah. really look at yes. it as this way because um, in the same quadrant, in the same little group and pairings, the pod. Yeah, you have um, I'm not you have Cedar Rapids Xavier and North Scott going head-to-head, and then you have um, Western Dubuque waiting for the winner, most likely. Um, that, that's, that's re- th- those two teams are ranked one and two at one point during the season. Yep. And, and Xavier was three at that point. So yeah. those are your top three teams at one point in this season. And then Xavier and Xavier Western Dubuque. Xavier was one Dubuque, and two when they played the Western first Dubuque, and they yeah. lost to Western yeah. Dubuque. So, I mean, a, a difficult draw for Northwestern, or Northwestern for <laughs> North Scott. <laughs> but in order to win a state championship, you're going to have to beat yep. these teams anyways. So might as well do it. Might as well get Cedar Falls or Cedar Cedar Rapids Xavier. Might as well get them at, at Lancer Stadium. Might as well play them first round at Lancer Stadium, have that advantage, and then play them up in up in uh, Cedar Falls in the state semis or what what, what, what may it be. So, um, but man, both teams. If you look at it, um, eight and one, nine and zero oh is waiting most likely for you. With that being said, 
I think North Scott's got a great chance. It's going to be a great environment in North Scott on, on Friday night. If you're looking at Cedar Rapids Xavier, I think they came from a consolidation of Cedar Rapids Regis and Cedar, Appa, Cedar Rapids LaSalle in what? the mid-90s. Okay. Okay. okay they've but been Xavier since, forever now. Yeah. So. Well, the last 20-some-odd years. That's forever. Not forever. Celia hasn't Go even... Yeah. But she didn't even know anything that different. Is, since, that, since that consolidation, the Saints are 30-12 and 12 in the playoffs. So they've been putting together quite a few good runs. But North Scott lately... 4-1 in the first round, 4-1 in their last five in the first round. This is a heavyweight matchup in the first round, and it's a shame that one of those teams is going to get knocked down and run. But that's just the way it works in the playoffs. So you're, I mean, when you yeah. only have 16 teams in the playoffs and you split it up east-west usually, it's, that's just how it's going to shake out. If you're, if you're North Scott, you're, I'm sure the coaches have already looked at this. Tyler DuPont is the quarterback for Xavier. It's thrown for 1,300 yards, four touchdowns this year. Uh, they've got... Three, two guys that have got over 500 yards rushing. So they're pretty diverse offense. So it's kind of like North Scott. It's going to be one of those games where you can't focus either run, pass. Both teams do it very well. Western Dubuque both beat both these teams. Yep. Both games are close. Um, the final score for North Scott and Western Dubuque doesn't seem as close as it would be. But Celia, you were there the entire time, and I think it was 7 nothing or 7-3 in the third quarter. So it, it was a close enough game that, that that's the only comparison you really have between these two schools. Um, as Stockpile mentioned, What Cedar was the Rapids final Xavier, of that? Was it 21-7? I thought it was 21-3. It, it might have been. 21-3. Uh, yeah, yeah, 21-3 right. is what I think it was. But it Xavier, was beat, what, Xavier got beat 20-14. to 14. Yeah. So yeah. very comparable. And the thing is, it was 21-3, but it, like we mentioned, it yeah, was 7-3 in the third quarter at one point. Yeah. I know it was real close It was really the game. close, and Coach Tippett was absolutely pleased with the North Scott defense. It was really the offense at that point that just needed some and tightening up. And we have seen better, that yeah. offense grow so much this season. And... Back when I did this preview uh, before the season began, these seniors have fallen in the state quarterfinals twice. Yeah. They don't want that anymore. They want to be that group that proves people wrong. And First when to get you to the look, dome. Yeah, when you look at how this team has developed and progressed like we really thought they were since the very beginning, they really might have what it takes to, to put together a pretty complete game uh, versus Xavier. You also look at North, at North Scotch. Um, Jake Mathias, quarterback, senior. Quentin Allison, running back, senior. Ty Anderson, wide receiver, senior. Most of their skill position players are seniors. This is a senior laying brawl club. They've got the experience. They've been going to the playoffs year in and year out. They've got the experience that could uh, carry them through past Cedar Rapids Xavier, who also has that playoff experience. Kind of a side note here, earlier this season, Jackson Stofen was injured with a season-ending knee injury. Yeah. He posted an update today. He said, forgot to tweet this out a few weeks ago. I thought I'd let everyone know that after talking with my doctors in Iowa and at Kansas, he will be back for spring ball at Kansas, which he thought for a while that he wasn't going to be able to do. Oh, so a great recovery. Things are looking ahead of schedule for him. So shout out to him for you know working hard to, to get better. Very cool. Very good news for that young man. Uh, good good kid and. uh He's got a bright future coming up at, at, at Kansas University, so at the University of Kansas. So, um, yeah, that game's a 7 o'clock game at Lancer Stadium. It's going to be worth the price of admission to state powers going head-to-head. 
um, to be the best, you got to beat the best, and that what that's what North Scott has the opportunity to do these next two weeks, and we'll see if they can get the job done. Um, in 2A, as we move right along, um, West Liberty did what they did last year. They, they struggled early on in the season in the non-district, and then they go on the road to Tipton, and they knock off Tipton to... Um, win the district championship, get in. They're a seven seed. I'm trying to look to see exactly. Tipton got in as well, did they Tipton not? Tipton is the at Walken. Walken. They're Walken. The, the number one seed. They're the 13 seed is yeah. what Tipton is. So um, uh, congratulations to West, uh, West Liberty. They get the home game. They take on Monticello, who's six and three on the season. A very winnable game um, for the Comets in round one. Yeah, if you look at West Liberty, this is their third straight trip to the playoffs. So they're, they're battle-tested, if you will. Last year, they made it all the way to the Dome. For Monticello, they're only 1-6 all-time in the state playoffs. So for West Liberty, this is a chance for them to win a very winnable game, move on to the state quarterfinals. For Monticello, uh, they have a quarterback, Jeff Carlson, 2,300 yards, 14 touchdowns. So they, they can sling it. Uh, not, not as much running. Only one guy with, uh, it's Colin Jordan, 470 yards, six touchdowns for him. I'm sorry, one touchdown for him. So they uh, definitely pass heavy, so West Liberty's secondary is going to get challenged in this game. And last year, West, you saw how the West Liberty community uh, rallied behind that football team. Seth Feldman, all those great players. Will S. Moyle is their uh, key uh, player at running back, but the West Liberty's, uh, the length of their stay in the playoffs is going to be, I believe, determined by their quarterback, Taglin Dengler. Deg uh, if he does well, Taylin Dengler, if he does well. There we go. If he does well, I think they will go uh, on the far Don't correct run. stocking. That's his job to correct other people. He had 123 yards of total offense and <laughs> both touchdowns in their 14-13 win over Tipton. Tipton, who is one in ten in the playoffs. Yeah, so we'll see All what time. happens. Um, Tipton is uh, a road game against, as you mentioned, Wakan. So we'll see what happens coming up on Friday night. In in one a, a hats off to to Minneapolis. They'll now play in the first round. Um, they're eight and one in the season. They are the fourteen seed. They will host Iowa City Regina, who's seven and two, and the eleven seed. Minneapolis had to go on the road to Sigourney Kyoto and get the job done, and that's exactly <laughs> what they did on Friday night. And that's a really good football team that they went and beat on the road. Um, hats off to Coach Borson and what he's done with that football program. And it's not just this year; it's that he's been a a, a mainstay and uh, since the years of, of of Jesse Ertz. Way, oh yeah, which way back makes me feel old because. It's it's been at least a while. eight years ago, yeah, seven years ago. It's been a while, but um, uh, congratulations to the Bulldogs. They get a home playoff game. A, a tough battle with Iowa City Regina, but a, a winnable football game and a, and a good game, and a, it's going to be a great environment down in Meepo. Regina bookended their season with uh, losses. They lost week one to Xavier, and then just this past week uh, in week nine, they lost to uh, Dyke New Hartford. So, uh, What was the Xavier score out of curiosity? 35-0. Uh, okay. So yeah, they they're gonna have it's it's a challenge. Yeah. But Meepo's been putting up points. When they were I mean, nobody expected them to go to uh Kyoto, Sigourney Kyoto and, and win. And when they did, everybody's like, oh, well, maybe this team is legit because yeah. you figure if they had lost their seven and two, it, they'd be out. It, Kyoto's out at seven and two. Eight and one. Eight and one, I'm sorry, yeah. they're out. It stinks because Minneapolis was legit before they went there. They just cemented the fact that they can be a really good, good, good football team. 
and, and you mentioned it stinks for the other side of things. Eight and one, not to get in the postseason. Um, it, it's a it's a rough thing. It's a rough uh, pill to swallow. But that's the state of Iowa and correcting the. You, you're either going to have one eight and one teams not get in, six and three teams like Davenport North or special season not get in. Uh, the flip side of that is having teams that are maybe two and seven and and one and eight getting into the postseason as they had with the old system as well. So it's kind of pick your poison which one you you don't want to have happen. When you look at Regina, their history is dotted with championships and uh, high finishes. Six of the last seven years, they've been to the state finals. They're 49-8 and eight in their last 57 playoff games. Minneapolis, though, that does not phase them. They are a very good football team. They went to Sigourney Kyoto, who's the number one team in rushing in all of Class 1A, and they stuffed them. They held J.D. Stout, who's been putting up crazy numbers on everyone. They held him to 40 yards of rushing. Sam Saron, 43 yards of rushing. Meanwhile, you look at Minneapolis, Briar Johnson, huge game. I think he's a score standout. He has a score standout. Four total touchdowns, 57 yards passing, 69 yards rushing. Clay Foster, 102 yards rushing. Owen Timmerman caught both of Johnson's touchdown passes. Timmerman's been putting up, has been a uh, revelation this year, making big plays from the, rece- from the uh, receiving side of the ball. If they can do this again, they could beat Reg- Regina, who has a... Tremendous history, and for Minneapolis, the last time they won a state playoff, uh, a state playoff game was 2013 in the second in the quarterfinals. They beat in the second round. I'm sorry, second round they beat Bondurant Farrar. Is that the game that um? No, that hurts. was the year before. Okay, that was he hurt he hurt his knee in the uh, quarterfinals and played in the state semis. And no, th- they made it to the championship. They that made it to the championship. Yeah. He, he hurt his knee in the semis up at the dome okay. and then played. Tried to he he did not play in the state championship game. Got gotcha. you. Uh, you got to look at, uh, let's look at eight man real fast eight before man, we yeah. done because, um, we're loaded in a little pod when it comes to two really good football teams. Easton Valley, eight and one in the season, put up great numbers all year. They're the sixth seed overall, but with this, the format that they have, they go on the road to, um, Gladbrook, Rhinebeck, and they're seven and two on the season. That's a familiar name. Is that the team that did, did New London play them last year? Yes. And they is beat that in the state championship or in the state semifinals? I thought that was first round. Okay, just a familiar name that that we've heard before. So Easton Valley goes on the road, and then New London. Congrats to them. They go on the road uh, in week nine of the football season, get a big victory. So they're in the playoffs, and they now um, go on the road as well. So two tough road games. Um, Easton Valley, obviously probably the better football team in that game. They still have to go on the road and get the job done. That's something they should be able to get done. You look at um, Easton Valley, first trip to the playoffs ever, because when they were Preston Preston East Central, so those stats are no longer uh, uh, valid. Valid. Uh, But you look at Nate Trenkamp this year, 2,242 yards passing, 35 touchdowns, just five interceptions, 402 yards rushing, nine touchdowns. Listen to these career stats. 490 completions, 847 attempts, 6,693 yards of passing, 96 touchdown passes, rushing, 214 rushes, 698 yards rushing, 13 touchdowns. In his first two years, he even caught seven passes for 62 yards and a touchdown uh, as a touchdown reception. A phenomenal 
phenomenal uh, career at Easton Valley. Easton Valley is putting up some points. They've right? won one game this year under 50. We just figured it out. Celia added yeah. it up. 573 points, which averages to more than 63 per game. game. Yeah. That's, that's insanity. That's, that's why I love eight-man football. What's their high? Isn't it, did they score 90 or 94? Seven, or? 86. 86, 86. okay. <laughs> and that was, was a shutout. 86 nothing. week three. 94 was scored by New London last week. That's that's there, yeah. Which there is bananas. Is. That yeah. game was absolutely off the chain and off the hook. Woo, stocking. Wow, Stocks stocking oh. is hip. I wouldn't say that. Uh, my <laughs> hip does. Actually, my <laughs> hip does. Actually, my hip does hurt now that you mention it. Uh, New London and Montezuma. New London beat Montezuma ninety-four to sixty-eight. Now, here are some of the stats from that game. Shea Summerfield for New London rushed for four hundred forty-eight yards, eight touchdowns. Oh, only? <laughs> only eight touchdowns. Yeah. Caden Wells ran for one hundred ninety-two yards, three touchdowns. As a team, New London ran for. 664 yards. Yeah. Montezuma threw for 557 yards. Eddie Burgess, their quarterback, 557 yards passing, seven touchdowns. He even ran for two touchdowns and ran for 106 yards. Cole Watts, five touchdown receptions, 391 yards receiving. If you love offense, that was the game you well, should have been and that's, at. That's what eight man's all about, though. I mean, yeah. it, it's offense, offense, offense. And, and New London, they're a team that they got better throughout the year. They lost so many guys from that state championship yeah. team last year. So to be back in the playoffs, even at 7-2, and two, people are like, oh, I don't know. if They're a 7-2 and two team. They deserve to be in the playoffs. They could make another run here. Don't, don't put anything yeah. past uh, Coach McSorley. They, they're going to do a good job. They're going to be prepared. They're going to be ready to go. What, what is it? They've put up 543 this year, which, oh, shoot. Over Buckling 60. under, wow, my calculator. Oh, come on. Buckling yeah. under pressure. That's uh, a little more than 60, averaging per game. Yeah. I mean, and it shows the heart of a champion to, to go on the road and need a victory and get a victory in, in that way. It's, it's but, pretty impressive. But playing the Dons of Don Bosco is yeah. not going to be easy. The Dons, is that That's really a, their mascot? The Dons. Yeah. The Dons. Yeah. Like San Francisco. They are, they're 9-0. and oh. they're, they're, they're legit good. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you go up there and knock them off, it just proves you're legit good as well. Yeah, yeah that's so. going to be a long bus ride up to Don Bosco, who's 25-5. and five. Yeah. 25-5 and five in the playoffs is Don Bosco. That's cool. going to be a long bus ride for New London up to Don Bosco. You're so negative. It's gonna be so a quick, but it's going to be a fun one on the ride home when they win. Yes, absolutely. So, um, obviously, on the Illinois side, six big games, they come your way on Friday night. We'll have all of them covered for you right here on WQAD. Iowa. Iowa. They said they're all yeah. at That's 7 okay. o'clock. I just took some cold medicine, so. <laughs> You're lit. When did Stockpile get here? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I've been um, here all night. Oh, I know it. I know it. Um, so, uh, six games in, in Iowa that we'll get to on Friday night. Another half-hour edition of The Score coming your way at 1030. Again, I don't know if I've mentioned this. It's the only half-hour high school football show in the Quad Cities. I think only every week, which is great. S- some, 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 uh, some stations only do like 15 minutes or whatever. I, don't I know. didn't know other stations <laughs> even cared about football. <laughs> I, they don't. But um, so yeah, a, a big, uh, a big night for uh, high school football. We'll have that. Um, uh, we'll also have four big games on the only side as well. So another big week, week 10 of the high school football season, or of the score, I should say, week one of the postseason. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at the score WQAD, and of course we'll have your score instant react podcast coming your way um, right after the games, right around midnight on Friday when we're. 
knuckleheads in here until the wee hours of the morning. So um, enjoy your um, high school football um, on Friday night and stockpile. You may tell them goodbye. So long, everybody. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.